Welcome to this podcast from foodproductiondaily.com on packing the news on processing and packaging developments. The recent salmonella outbreak linked to tainted peanut butter has led to one of the largest recalls in US history and has really left the US food safety system in the soup. In this light, we are joined by Dr. Sanford Miller, Affiliated Professor of Nutrition and Food Science at the University of Maryland, and he's going to discuss that outbreak and its consequences for regulation. Dr. Miller, can you speculate as to how salmonella might have contaminated the paste at the Peanut Corporation of America's facility? There are lots of ways in which uh, contaminants can get into food, and salmonella is widely distributed throughout the environment. I mean... It's an old saying that we live in a, in a hostile environment, and uh, part of that hostility comes from, from pathogens like salmonella. Now, in this case, uh, what we do know already is that, the, for example, the roof was leaking in, in this factory. So water from the outside, contaminated water probably, was leaking into the plant. It's also possible that, that some... Uh, of the workers in the plant were already contaminated with uh, salmonella and continued to come to work, and they were able to contaminate the product that way too. So there are lots of ways in which it can happen. Okay, and, and what other safeguards are generally not adhered to within a plant in cases where you have food products becoming tainted by bacteria? Well, very often the, the uh, plant is not following the procedures that they're supposed to follow. For example, if you're, if you, if you're making peanut butter, one of the things you're supposed to do is to roast the peanuts and raise the temperature of the peanuts to a high enough uh, level so that if there are pathogens, they're going to be killed. In this case, this may have happened in this plant too, I don't know. But uh, usually it's just that uh, the uh, plant is simply not following the uh, rules, that uh, the requirements that they themselves have agreed to follow, and uh, then when they find something wrong, they don't shut the plant down and clean it up. They just try to get by with it. So are, are we going to see more cases of, of outbreaks like this linked to potentially E. coli, listeria, and salmonella? Oh, yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that's unquestionable. It, it's always happened, but the trouble that's happening today is that FDA, for example, is just not receiving the support it needs to do the job it has to do. The result of this is, is that they, they can't do the kind of inspection or testing or uh, uh, research that they need to do in order to make sure these things are going on until they get the, the budget and so on. Also, the, uh, the, the structure of FDA is, goes back to the, to the early 1900s. And it's time that the FDA was reorganized so as to take advantage of current science. So do you think a, a less fragmented approach to U, U.S. food safety is the answer? I think that's certainly part of the answer. It's not all of the answer by any means. But part of the answer is, as you, as you indicate, a substantial amount of, what, uh, of the concern for food safety is covered by maybe uh, 20 or so uh, larger agencies and that, uh, you can't regulate that way. Okay. Well, thank you for talking to us today, Dr. Miller. That brings this podcast to a close. I'm Jane Byrne. Thank you for listening.